Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm And I'm Today, we're talking about jealousy. Ooh. <laughs> I'd say this is one of the questions that we get the most is how to handle jealousy. And we did a bit of research before we made this episode. And honestly, there's not a lot of videos online that talk about jealousy. Or there are videos that have really shit information. <laughs> like, pardon me for saying so, but one of the videos we watched, this guy's like, well, you know, if there's someone who's more attractive and richer than you and more successful and you feel jealous, just pretend that he's not more attractive than you and you won't feel jealous. And I'm like, what? That's, that's not helpful. Like, <laughs> yeah. And if you can fool yourself into being like, okay, I'm the sexiest person ever. That's great. Like if that works for you, a hundred percent, but <laughs> does that work though? Like then you're just lying to yourself. Like there will always be someone in the world who's better than you at something or more successful in their job or has more money than you. Like you can't always be the coolest person in the room, but it's more about your self-talk and knowing what you do bring to the table. It's not that you need to be the best at everything that everyone in the world offers because that's just not going to happen and you're going to be really disappointed. In one of our first episodes, we talked with one of our guests, Ember, and she said something super beautiful. She said that you've got to know that what you bring to the table is unique and that only you can bring that to the table. And I think that's one of the most powerful things to keep in mind to remember is that there's a lot of facets to the human personality and some people might be richer than you or better looking. People are always going to outweigh you in different aspects of life. But to be really confident and know that what you can bring to the table is something so unique and that only you can bring that is a really good place to start. So how do you handle jealousy? Well, the thing is... That's a trick question. He doesn't. I handle jealousy. Uh, Ricky (laughs) doesn't handle his jealousy well. So I'm curious. Tell the world. How, how do you deal with it other than 
getting angry. <laughs> so I'm not super good with handling jealousy. To be completely honest, I'm a pretty jealous person. And it's something that I'm constantly working on. It's something I want to improve in myself. And I'd say over the past couple of years with I've forced myself to improve, even though I haven't had to go through a lot of the stuff that she has had to go through in terms of like seeing me attracted to other people. And, well, and actually like, doing it. I feel like all the work yeah. you do to not be jealous is with like hypothetical situations in your head. Like nothing has ever happened between me and another guy that like had to overcome. He just gets to improve on his reactions in That's his true. head to I mean, things. I mean, I felt attracted to other people at different times in our relationship. Men? Yeah, I've seen you like kind of into what? my friends sometimes. Who? I don't know. We we have debates about this. I reckon I can see some like a little bit of connection there. And says no. And he doesn't believe me. <laughs> I don't know. Even if she does it, that's a hundred percent fine. She's allowed to feel attracted to someone else. But the way that I handle it, I would not say is the healthiest thing. But the other day in the laundromat. No, no, a year ago. Okay, our first trip ago. to Bali. So a year ago. <laughs> I still use this because this is the closest thing to like an interaction with a guy. So go on, tell Some them Some of the happened. other examples are just not as clear, but this one is pretty clear. So she was in the laundromat. I was like waiting on my scooter out front, whatever. This guy on this bike rolls up, walks into the laundromat, like looks at her. He's like, hey, what's your number? I got a bit jealous and I know I shouldn't have, but like it made me jealous. So that's one really important thing to understand is that jealousy is not about what your partner's doing. Jealousy is inside of you. If Julia was having sex with someone, if Julia was flirting with them, maybe I should be fine with it. But, you know, the jealousy doesn't come from her actions. It comes from my insecurities. That's yeah. a really important thing to remember. So I'd like to touch base on that because I think that's a very valid point, right? So when I'm standing at this laundry shop here in because that's how you get your laundry done <laughs> over here. Um, if this guy who rolled up looked like Brad Pitt or some gorgeous human who just, like, sauntered in and swept me off my feet somehow, I understand why that can make control. And not that it should because still is such like the core of my my heart and my life. But to be clear, this like skinny little white dude who rolled up, who was like literally shorter than me and had like gold chains on his neck and looked like a basic like Chet fuckboy. The idea that he comes up and is like, yo, what's your number? And I give him my Instagram because it's like, fuck it, I'll take a free follower. And that was the entire interaction. And then he took his laundry and he left. And Ricky was mad about it for like a couple of hours. And I was like, really? Like that, that dude? Like, so I wasn't mad at dude. <laughs> the process inside of me was that I think looking back at it, I wasn't 100% secure in myself. I felt like he had this really amazing power to be able to walk up to girls and just cold call them and be like, yo, what's your Instagram? I feel like that's something I've struggled with in the past is walking up to a girl cold with no prior interaction and making that first move. That's something that I've struggled with. And I think that insecurity there is what made me feel jealous. When I feel jealous, I feel like the only thing I can do is improve myself. I feel like I have to take it upon myself to get better at whatever I felt insecure about. I know another example is that the other day, me and had this little thing in our relationship where we were talking about respect. And I felt like in our conversations, was kind of ignoring me, like in group conversations, not when it was one-on-one, -on -one, but in a group conversation, ignoring me and not really giving me the respect that I thought I wanted. And it was really hurtful to me. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, wait, this is stupid. I wasn't really backing down. She's like, oh, well, you just need to care less or whatever. Or she didn't say that, but <laughs> that was what my conclusion was, is that in the end, I decided that I should just care less about what thinks. If, if thinks that she's giving me all the respect that I deserve and whatever else and thinks that I'm sensitive, 
then maybe I am being sensitive. Maybe the best thing for me to do is to care a little bit less about what Julia thinks of me and to just be okay with her ignoring me in the conversation. It doesn't matter. I don't... Yeah, I feel like there's a fine line for whenever you're looking at your relationship with your partner. Like, there are definitely things that you shouldn't ignore, right? If your partner is yelling at you or telling lies or putting you down, like, those are not things to ignore. But as, like, a teeny smidgen of the example, like, I, I don't know if... <laughs> was just like more emotional or whatever it was like he was having needs that weren't being met and I don't know we're still trying to figure out what it was but one of the things that he really didn't like was like me breaking eye contact while he was speaking and to me I was like oh fuck please like really like I'm here I'm not interrupting you like I'm not looking at you the right way like get over it um and it was really hard for him but I'm just like I'm just like that people I I'm not a very so, okay. For lack of a better word, I'm not very compassionate, and I know that sounds bad, but, like, I really don't coddle people. Like, if I think someone is being dramatic or stupid or, like, if I don't like what people are saying, I'm just kind of like, eh, like, peace, um, which isn't necessarily a great character trait about me, but I know that about myself. So when I was telling I was like, hey, like, this is kind of the way I am in conversations. I think you should just, you know, not let it upset you. Um, and then when he did make that change, it smoothed everything out. Like, he doesn't need to care how I... <laughs> yeah, and it can be hard, too, because, you know, at the same time, like, you care because you care, you know? And you have to just step back and be like, well, this is what I can do. I don't have control of how feels about me, but I do have control about the way that I feel about the way that I interact in conversations or whatever else, and you can make that decision. And not letting things get to you is so important. I feel like that's just a skill set for people maintaining their own like self-worth like if there are trolls on instagram telling me whatever that i have small tits or they don't like my face or whatever it is like i am so unbothered by it because i think i'm awesome i love myself like i'm me whatever like you can take it or leave it so i think that's important it's even in your relationship i know that can be hard because you care so deeply about this person right if he told me he didn't like my face obviously that would mean more to me but it still wouldn't destroy me you know like i i still know what my value is um and i think that's really important that when you're in an altercation with anyone including your partner that you don't let their behavior affect you negatively ever and keep your healthy boundaries always i just want to say that uh the reason i was angry was not just because didn't make eye contact with me i'd say one of our earliest arguments that we ever had was that when I was trying to communicate with her, she would like roll her eyes or she would do something like that. And I found that <laughs> super disrespectful. And that's just how I was raised, I think, is that like, you know, if someone's speaking, you have to look them in the eyes and give them your full attention. So that was something that's been going on for a while. And I think, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just, it really it bothered very me. Triggered. The only thing you do have control of in life, I like to believe, is yourself and how you interact with people and how you react to things that happen. I think it's funny, and I have very different belief systems on how to interact with people like he's very non-confrontational um, like he takes everything upon himself which I think can be very powerful to kind of assume everything is your fault and in your power to change for yourself um, very stoic yeah very stoic I am kind of on the polar opposite of that scale where if someone is speaking to me in a way I don't like or is saying things that I think are just sound dumb I will let them know that I think they should <laughs> change their attitude or change the way they're speaking or that their word choice was wrong. And it's not that I let it get me flustered. I'm, I think I'm very, very hard to actually upset. I tend to get more exasperated with people. Like if I think someone is, pardon me for saying it again, but like if I think someone sounds stupid, like I will roll my eyes. Like 
if, if I don't think their argument makes much sense, which isn't necessarily polite. Um, but it's interesting for me and Ricky to kind of learn that about each other. And you should learn that about your partner, like how they listen and what they find important because you need to learn how to communicate with them, right? Like for it's really important that I, you know, how my body language is to him when he's speaking. For me, the big thing was his tone of voice. Like I will not be in a conversation if anyone is raising their voice at me. Um, and that was something we had to learn about each other, right? Because Ricky was, him and his family are fine about kind of yelling at each other and slamming doors and then 10 minutes later, everything's fine. And yeah. for me, that is a no-go. Like that is not acceptable, but you can roll your eyes, make all the weird faces you want as long as you're sitting down and calmly speaking with very articulate word choices. So we had to learn that about each other so that we could have conversations even during difficult times. Yeah, me and came from really different upraisings and me and my mom, we like to show all of our emotions and get super angry. And then we step out of the room, take a walk, and we come back to it when we're calm. And I remember the first time I stepped out of the room when I was in a heated conversation with <laughs> she thought I was just like walking out of the relationship or something. I was like, no. And we actually went to a counselor, not for that, but we talked to a counselor and the counselor said, no, 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 that's actually healthy for you to leave the conversation and come back when you're calm. So like, it's not necessarily that one way of talking or one way of arguing or whatever is right or wrong. Everyone's going to have different ways. But how this relates to jealousy is that jealousy is when someone is doing something that you don't like or, you know, it's about you feeling insecure about it. So, you know, being able to communicate with your partner and understand how they communicate is the first step. I think it's really important to talk to your partner about what triggers you or what makes you jealous because that's where you're going to start to work things out is when you're able to be honest with yourself first and then with your partner, something here didn't feel right or something made me feel not good. And when I feel bad and I talk to she helps me work through it in my mind in a way that I couldn't have done by myself. She's not like, no, 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 you misinterpreted this. You misinterpreted this Russian dude coming in and getting my Instagram. You know, I look stoked because I was getting another Instagram follower, not because I wanted to sleep with him. You know, and sometimes <laughs> having, or whatever Pasty it is. Pasty little white dude. Anyway, just being able to work through the gaps in communication will make you feel better about any situation. I know after a lot of threesomes that we've had, there may be feelings that are not 100% cohesive between me and And at that point, we do a lot of talk and we try to figure out what's happening. Like, I know a lot of times I feel like I have to explain why I did a certain action or movement or I said, said a, certain a certain thing, thing. because <laughs> interpreted as like, oh, well, maybe you're trying to do something behind my back or something. I was like, no, no, no. Like, this is, I, I don't know. It's, that's a hard one without an example, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I do know what you're saying. I think, I know we kind of went on a side tangent there, but for example, since this is the podcast about threesomes, um, if you have just had an interaction with another girl, right? You and your boyfriend have just had your first interaction with another girl and something made you feel off or bad on the inside, right? The first step before you even bring it up to your partner is to know why it was triggering to you. Um, so I'm just going to make a hypothetical situation just so we have something to ground this in, right? If me and uh, just had a threesome and this girl had great tits, right? She had big, beautiful, fabulous tits um, and put his face in them for an hour and then afterwards I felt really bad about it, right? Before I go, what the fuck, why were you touching your titties? I should sit with myself first and go, wait, why do I care? Like, why would this make me mad? And is it, you know, the possibility that maybe I don't like my own body or maybe I have insecurities about that or maybe I think it's something that he is wanting that I can't give him and then that feels like a scarcity mindset to me, right? You need to know why it's triggering to you first and like calm down so that you can actually have the conversation. And then 
You need to go address it with your partner. You cannot just sit there and think about all the reasons why it's upsetting to you for the next like 60 years. You need to come up with your reason and then go sit down with your partner and be like, hey, so when your face were in her titties, I didn't like that. And then there's a 50% chance that your partner will be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. Your tits are great. Like, it was just fun. And you'll feel completely fine. You'll be like, oh, that was really silly of me. Like, I don't know why that bothered me. Or, you know, maybe there is something that you need to work out with your partner where that could just be a boundary of yours. And boundaries don't always have to make sense, right? Like, if for whatever reason there's something about your body that you're uncomfortable with and you know that that's just always going to be the case, maybe next time you don't sleep with a girl with big, fabulous titties. Or maybe your boyfriend's not allowed to put his face in them. Like, whatever it is. Um, Know why it's triggering. Talk about it with your partner and then find a solution for it. Boom. Try and work it out within yourself and then take it to your partner, see if you guys can work it out together. I know sometimes it has to go through several iterations of that, like I'll try to work it out within myself, then I go to and then I'll try and figure it out in myself again. And that's really healthy, just have that cycle of trying to figure out what will make this better. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like for me as I tend to know what's bothering me and why it's bothering me pretty quickly. Um, like, I feel like I can normally get to the core of the problem within one conversation, uh, but I've noticed that for my dearest darling, it can take a couple of tries at a conversation until we've really narrowed down what it is. And that's just something I've learned about him, that if he seems upset, you know, the first time we talk, there's a lot of words and a lot of kind of hypothetical examples, and I'm like, okay, that almost made sense. And then the second time in, I've kind of figured out which part of it was upsetting to him. And then maybe on the third conversation, he has kind of mulled over it enough times by himself to find the exact words for the particular feeling he's feeling and why he's feeling it. Um, and that's something that I've had to learn about how to just manage our conversations, right? Because if I sit down with him and I go, hey, you look upset, what is it? And he doesn't give me a clear answer in 10 minutes. So I get up and I leave and I never try again then we haven't actually fixed the problem. And you need to know how your partner communicates with you. Even if it is annoying as hell, or you think it takes too long, or you wish that they would just like get to the point, sometimes people can't do that and you need to love them and be patient with them because eventually getting through the problems will save you a lot of problems later down the line. I think one of the best ways to combat jealousy, and I've already said this, but is to work on yourself. One of the things that makes me kind of jealous when I see other guys are people who are just incredibly rich. like. There's some people here that we met here in who have like tens of millions of dollars in these insane villas. And it somewhat scares me because I'm like, wow, like they have something that I can't give to And if they wanted to give that to I would just kind of have to step down and let them give it to her. Well, meaning if I wanted it. If wanted it. But I just feel like in that way, they're superior to me. And I feel like if you have that kind of insecurity in yourself, you know, maybe I need to come to terms with money better, or maybe, I don't know what it is, but like maybe I need to earn more money in order to feel better about myself. Says the guy who's retired at 27, living yeah, in Bali. And, and that's, that's the thing is that a lot of times, like these insecurities may be irrational, you know, it, maybe you're just making them out to be worse than they are. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very true point. Like, let's just be real here. If your partner wasn't attracted to you, they probably wouldn't be with you. Like, just think about that. If you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're going, oh, I have cellulite, or oh, I don't like my face, or oh, my hair is not that shiny. And the truth is, there are always supermodels out there and they hate their bodies too. Like, everyone has things they don't like about themselves. Your partner clearly likes you enough to be there. So let's not make this 
kind of this demonizing yourself over things that you can't change. And don't get me wrong, there are things you can change. I think everyone should be going to the gym and eating well and taking care of their skin and <laughs> washing themselves and smelling good and wear clothes that make you feel sexy and clothes that you love and you're, you're proud to be in every day. Like there are just a lot of general self upkeep things that I feel like a lot of people skip on, especially during times like this, like Corona, like try maybe perhaps not to just live in the same, you know, dirty sweatpants for a week at a time. I'm literally talking about myself because I wear the same dirty sweatpants when we're working on the land every day. But I also know that like, I don't feel like the sexy, fabulous me. Like I literally have dreadlocks right now and I haven't shaved my legs in a week, but that's fine because I know what my priorities right now and it's digging holes in our land. But that being said, if I felt like was pulling away from me or looking at other girls, I was feeling insecure. That's my time to snap into action and be like, hey, I'm going to focus on myself a little bit. I'm going to, you know, actually put in some love and spice back into the relationship instead of, you know, working till we're exhausted every night and not having time for each other. So at least to another point as well is that one of my beliefs is that you shouldn't settle in a relationship. It's really easy to get with a partner and just be like, all right, I've got my dream girl. I'm ready to sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. <laughs> no more ab workouts. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly it, is that you shouldn't allow yourself to settle to that position where you just get lazy and fat. Like, if you're already fat, then whatever. That's all good. Just continue working on the other things that you're good at. <laughs> or, but, or better yourself and actually go to the gym to be I, a I'm just using person. that as an example because that's how I feel. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't need to work out as much because I already got my girlfriend. What do I need to work out for? <laughs> <laughs> but it's really important that you keep up the things that make you attractive and that make you you and that make, you know, bring you a lot of joy. I know like working out and doing parkour and everything, that brings me a lot of joy. So don't lose those things. Don't settle because you have your girlfriend. No, no, no. But, but that is true. Like... Whether it's, you know, a girl who used to get dressed up and go out and go dancing and was the life of the party and, and the boyfriend first found her because she was, you know, this really kind of pretty, flirty, done-up girl and then all of a sudden she's kind of in her comfy, lazy, messy bun for weeks at a time, which is fine. There is a balance to both those things, but if your partner was drawn to an aspect of your personality that you have completely neglected, it's not really surprising that maybe they're like, Yo, like where did where did that part of it go, right? Like Ricky caught my eye because he was jumping off of buildings and he was flipping, he was performing with fucking like the biggest circus in the world. And if as soon as we really settled into a life together, he was like, mm, you know what, I'm actually gonna get a desk job. Like I'm not dancing or moving or traveling anymore. Like, sorry. I'd kind of be like, the fuck, dude? Like I signed up for this adventurous life with you and now you're not giving it. Or vice versa, right? Like if you are wanting stability and you want a dog and a yard and a white picket fence. And then as soon as you, you know, marry this person, they decide they want to go backpack across Africa. That is not what you signed up for. So I know this is kind of going all over the place, but seriously, take care of yourself. Make sure that you are still putting in as much effort to your relationship and know that you are bringing value to the table. Because honestly, if you're not bringing value to the table, maybe there is a reason to be concerned. Yeah. If you're not taking care of yourself and your partner the way that they were promised they would be taken care of, they might start looking elsewhere. And that's not meant to be harsh, but like, take care of your person. You, you should be there to lift each other up. I know the times that I felt most jealous are the times when I've settled and I haven't been bringing as much to the relationship. I know when I'm working towards things that I love and I'm passionate about life, I don't feel as jealous as often. Okay, so I know that we've just talked a bunch about maintaining yourself and bringing value to a relationship, and that is all good and well. But I think one of the core parts of managing jealousy, like I just got a message from uh, one of our listeners the other day and her and her boyfriend were trying to have one of their first experiences, but she was worried she was going to be really jealous and she was asking for some tips, which is kind of what spurred this episode. 
hi if you're listening um and one thing that i was thinking about for her was setting boundaries is a great place to start but it only works if you trust that your partner will hold those boundaries that is so incredibly important right because going back to the hypothetical example right of if your boyfriend is putting his face in some girl's titties and it makes you uncomfortable right if you guys sit down after the encounter's over and she's gone home and you go hey babe for whatever reason this made me really uncomfortable and they go oh yeah yeah sure and then the next time you guys are sleeping with someone he does the exact same thing no wonder you're going to be jealous and insecure like if you feel that your boundaries that were clearly expressed to your partner are not being held you feel like you're not being respected and you don't feel safe to tell them anything else that's making you uncomfortable so that is a core thing that you need to talk with your partner and be like hey if i draw the line on something you really need to listen and obviously this is kind of weighted towards this isn't always the case but i'm just gonna use our example which was right when he was really wanting to have threesomes and I was kind of like, eh, maybe, like, I'm not sure if this is what I want. That puts me in the position of being able to make more rules, right? Like, <laughs> because I'm sacrificing more and putting more risk up on my end, right? Like, what's the risk Like, he gets to sleep with two pretty girls in a night. Like, that's not really going to go bad for him. But there is a lot of potential downside for me, you know, emotional distress, whatever it is. But I really needed to trust him that if I, you know called it quits in the middle or needed a timeout or was going to change the rules midway that he was going to listen to me and that made me feel so much more secure and willing to relax um and if you don't trust your partner i don't think this is even something you should be venturing in that was really hard for me in the beginning that moment where it was like nope this is not going to happen and i had to pull myself back and like just accept that that was it i know there have been a lot of times when we've like been kissing a girl or we've had really sexy encounters where everyone's grabbing each other and whatever else and I'm like damn it's gonna happen but when Julia says no I have to pull myself back and be willing to not have sex and not take it any further something that I've learned in myself is that I have to be happy with whatever encounter I got and to not expect anything further down the line to not expect to have sex after every good moment that we have with a girl but to be completely content with wow we just had an amazing kiss or we just had an amazing cuddle and that's it you know, and I think that's a really healthy thing to do is to Appreciate accept. the moment for what it is. Exactly. <laughs> There's something really interesting that says about jealousy and something that she repeats in her mind when she gets triggered during an encounter. And she says that she remembers the reasons why she wanted to go into this in the first place. And I think that's really valuable to include in here. Yes, that is definitely important. I think, uh, I mean, no, I guess this could be applicable for the ladies or the gents in the situation. Um, but I'll just use myself as an example because y'all seem to like these concrete examples, which is that when we were in our earlier days of figuring all of this out, if there was a girl that we met that, you know, was really sweet and we had had the boundaries talk, we knew she was clean and she kind of knew what her part in all of this was um, and an encounter started happening and it would be all good and well for like, you know, the first 40 minutes or something. And then out of the blue, this little rage monster would appear inside of me and I would be pissed for no particular reason, right? Something in me would start feeling really off and I would have to kind of take a minute and go through this mental checklist in my head that I'd made for myself of like, why am I here, right? And you have to have that reason because if I hadn't made this list for myself, I could just, you know, have decided to be pissed and made her really uncomfortable and made Ricky really disappointed and it could have just been messy, but instead I could sit there and go, well, number one, I want to have the most exciting, most beautiful full life ever. 
that's one reason, right? Because I love this person, I want him to have these crazy cool experiences and I'm part of that, right? Number two, I wanna be partially the world's coolest girlfriend. Like I know that this is something I'm able to offer and I'm willing to offer in a healthy way that a lot of girls aren't. And that is just one of the things that I bring to the table. And I'm not saying that he would leave me if we didn't have threesomes, but I'm really proud of myself knowing that when my partner expressed a need or a want, that, you know, even if it's only a couple times a year, I'm willing to put in the work and make, you know, a little bit of an emotional sacrifice sometimes to let my partner have these crazy, beautiful times that really make his life extraordinary. <laughs> and the third reason could be something like you wanted to have this experience because it feels good, because if you're doing it right, sex is meant to be pleasurable and fun and sexy, and it's meant to be a good time. And if you can just get out of this weird little negative headspace that you're in and kind of come back to the present moment and be with these two beautiful humans who are here to have an experience with you, it can be really amazing and fulfilling. So make sure that if you're jealous, you know why, that you've gone through your checklist and make sure that, I mean, pardon me for saying so, but make sure that it's somewhat valid, right? If you have never drawn this boundary before for your partner, you shouldn't really flip out at them and make this big deal of it and traumatize them. If from what you can see, they were really doing their best and just didn't know and were trying to be respectful, um, just try and have a conversation that's not scary. Don't make anyone feel guilty um, unless they deserve to be made feel guilty, which sometimes is the case. <laughs> but generally speaking, I think it's really important to know what you're wanting out of the situation and why you're putting yourself in the situation in the first place. Yeah, and as a man, it's really important as well to understand things that might make your partner jealous. If you're having sex with another girl and you give her all of your time and you don't give any time to your partner, obviously that's going to make her feel jealous. A lot of it is being respectful and considerate of your partner and not having to ask her like, oh, is there a boundary where I have 80% of the time I have sex <laughs> with the other girl? Like, you know, it's just being considerate. And Use your common sense. And if that's not common sense, that you probably shouldn't be having threesomes. Yeah. Like, it's really important to kind of anticipate how one of your actions might make your partner feel and always try to be as equal as possible. Or with your girlfriend, I try to be more giving to than the other girl because is the one I want to be with in the end and she's the one that I'm going to have to wake up with tomorrow and 15 years from now. So obviously, only 15. 15, 30, I don't know, we just got land. We, we just got for land 15 for 15 years. years. <laughs> so we're thinking of a lot of things in terms 15 of 15 years. years. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I'm going to want her in my life long term, so it's probably better if I give her more attention and, you know, make her my shining prize, my beautiful little baby, <laughs> <laughs> and make her feel good. I think that's the most important thing for me. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I would say in the, I don't know if I could say average, no, no threesome is really average with us, but that I normally get somewhere between 50% of his time or like 60% of his time, but never less than that. Um, I think there was only ever one time when he spent more of his focus and his energy on the other girl, uh, and we learned very quickly that that was a no bueno. And let's uh, opt it out. There have been times when oh, opted out. Oh, that's true, but that's like the worst case scenario. Like there has been, I think only one, Maybe, maybe twice, I think we've told these stories before where like, you know, if a girl showed up and like ended up being really drunk and like wasn't, how do I say this, uh, wasn't good at what she was doing, right? Like if she's trying to like, yeah, if she's trying to like scratch me up with her fucking long acrylic nails or she's like just doing weird shit or like her dirty talk is like really freaking me out. I don't, 
I don't know, I'm not into that whole like parent fetish, like the daddy mommy thing. Like just, right, if there's something like that going on, I'm like, you know what, peace. Like I'm gonna go eat a snack like Ricky, like you deal with her, like have her out in like 15 minutes. Like I'm just gonna go like eat some pizza. Um, so that has happened, in which case he'll spend more time focusing on the girl and like getting her needs met so she can go home and we never have to see her again. Um, but I wouldn't aim for that. So when I say that he gives me at least 50% of his time, that's when it is a good, threesome in a consensual, sexy, happy situation with all three people ending up uh, very fulfilled at the end. Yeah, and even like giving my time to it doesn't necessarily mean I have to like be inside of her. Yeah, that doesn't like, necessarily mean penetrative like it could, sex. It could be that me and are both sharing a moment doing something to this girl. Like if mm -hmm. we're both like being really sexy to this girl and like using teamwork, then that's still a moment that I'm connecting with. Teamwork makes dream work. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm trying not to be like super graphic, but hi you know, not hypothetically, realistically, if is, let's just say, uh, lovingly nailing some girl, but he's, you know, holding my hand or looking me in the eyes or, you know, I'm doing whatever I'm doing, um, that can still be an intimate moment between me and him. It doesn't mean that he has to be, you know, full love makey, like stargazing into my eyes while this girl is just being left out. It's just... And honestly, that happens 100% of the time in a threesome. I'm always trying to include My hand mm -hmm. is always on her, or my eyes are on her, or something. Yeah. Like, there's never a moment where is just off by herself. <laughs> yeah. He's a unicorn, which is why he's one of the rare men in the world who actually gets to keep having threesomes. Um, because he learns from his mistakes, and he takes really fucking good care of me inside the bedroom and outside of the bedroom, right? Like, if my relationship wasn't... I mean to put it blandly, to me, extraordinary, right? Like, if I wasn't waking up every day happy and feeling loved and contented and safe and secure with this person, we would not be doing this, right? If I didn't feel like he deserved these, he would not be getting them. So <laughs> I get messages, thankfully not too often, but from guys who will write to me uh, on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram, where we love hearing from you guys, and they'll say something along the lines of, I've been telling my wife I've wanted a threesome for years and she's just being a selfish bitch and won't let me have one. How do I, you know, make her let me have one? And I'm like, wow, dude, you sound like an asshole. You probably don't ever deserve one. Like, let's start with that. And I don't usually say it like that. I'm like, well, you know, what, what does she potentially want? Maybe she wants to be sleeping with other men and they are normally horrified to even consider uh, that their wife could also be having needs that aren't met. So just... Again, I know we say it all the time, make sure you are going above and beyond giving everything to your partner before you come into this so that when you get to threesomes, they are the icing on the cake and not the cake itself. Something that I had in my book as well, just another thing about being considerate to your partner, is that you should always start with your partner in the sex. Well, that works for us, but... That works for us, and I, I'm not necessarily saying it's a rule all the way forever and everyone. Definitely didn't happen the last time, but... <laughs> Yeah, there has been times but that's that it okay. That did, it worked out the way it but went down. For the most part, I really do like to start with, um, and there's a couple of reasons I like to do that. One, because I make sure that needs are met before the other girl. One of the problems that could arise is if you're really excited about the other girl, you might finish too quickly and maybe never get around to your girlfriend, which dun, is dun, a really dun. bad thing. That's threesome so, death. You'll probably never have one again. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really important, or it's a really good idea to start with your partner, and. The other thing with that as well is that the girl will feel more comfortable in hearing your girlfriend make noises and seeing how comfortable your girlfriend is with you and like seeing that connection you have. She'll be more comfortable to relax when it's her turn. And she'll get excited about it as well. She'll see what's happening and it'll like build her anticipation.
It's almost like watching beautiful people have sex is arousing. Yeah, for a lot of the girls that we sleep with are girls that have never had threesomes before. So they're and, like, just it's fascinated. For yeah, they're and, like, wait, what? And like, you even, can do the splits doing what? <laughs> even watching someone have sex in front of you in real life is like really powerful yeah. for a lot of girls. So like, also, it's powerful for anyone. It's a lot of the time people have never seen that unless you've been to Burning Man. But I think normal humans in the normal world have often not been around two other humans who are that passionately connected in the moment um so that's all to say that you're allowed to start with your girlfriend first and you don't have to go straight to her although there have been times when me and have been like all right we're gonna just blow this girl's mind so like i don't know tag team tag team <laughs> <laughs> oh god are we talking about jealousy is this answering your guys questions uh quite frankly if there are specific things like you feel that we're not answering this episode please write to us because we are working on the full how to have threesomes video course um and we're filming some new sections this week and we want to make sure that we get all the bases covered for you guys so that we can really answer every single little question for you to help manage your own mental uh talk and your relationship and your boundaries and all your happiness and your healthiness so if you have questions specifically about jealousy um or anything else let us know so before we send you guys off, I want to give you guys a couple of examples or tasks or things that you can do as well because jealousy is definitely something that can be worked on. And one of the ideas that we had, me and to help fight jealousy was to go with your partner to a party or something like that and decide beforehand what it is you want to do. But you could go and be like, I'm going to give you the freedom to go and flirt with someone tonight. And I would have to watch her flirt and see how that made me feel and try to like come to terms with it and still feel confident in myself. Yeah, baby steps. Don't throw your partner in the deep end, right? If you know your partner is jealous or anxious or has anxiety, don't do jump not, straight to threesome. Yeah, don't just have a threesome with like some hotter, more accomplished person. Like that will destroy them on the inside. Like don't, you know, kick their heart into a little tiny pulpy mush. Um, but that is one thing we have started talking about in the video course is baby steps and ways to kind of train yourself and work up to it and make sure that you are mentally fortified for these situations because let's be real, it can be really fucking hard. It can be really tough for people, especially if you're going for, you know, really attractive, young, wealthy people. Like there are a lot of insecurity points that can be pushed. Um, so yeah, definitely start small. If things make you uncomfortable, let your partner know, work on your own self-talk, and uh, yeah, is there any, anything else? No, it's great. Yeah. I hope this guy, I hope this guy helps you. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're really fucking tired. It probably sounds like we're drunk in this episode, but I have literally been digging holes and like moving cement for like hours today in the hot sun, so I'm just exhausted. I'm just delirious. Hi yeah. on life. Hi on life with you. Yeah. yeah. I hope this helped you guys. <laughs> yeah. This is our very precise episode on managing jealousy. Basically, be awesome. Love yourself. Love your partner. Make sure they love you. Communicate well. Communicate. Respect. And uh, go be sexy. Go have fun. Take things in small steps. Small steps. Small sexy steps. And then big sexy steps. Yeah. Okay. Bye. You. You. <laughs>